Elevate Effect podcast, where we give you the resources to take you from workloads to workflows. I'm your host, Courtney. I'm an online systems educator for coaches. Fueled by cold brew and a love for watching endless reruns of Friends, I'm here to give you the tools and the support you need to scale your business and take back charge of your life and your time. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and let's do the damn thing. Okay, everybody, welcome to another ClickUp case study episode. Today, we are talking with Nicolette, and Nicolette is the founder of the Canva Template Shop and the Passive Income Agency. So through her agency, Nicolette helps business owners turn passive income ideas into sales through strategy, design, and systems. And she's taking a stance on a one-size-fits-all framework, and she really believes that the secret to success with passive income is in trailing your own path, a path in alignment with your genius brand and life, which is so ironic because just before we recorded this episode, we were talking about the evolution of our businesses and what is aligned. So to start us off before we dive into all things, click up and systems, um, Nicola, I'd love for you to just tell everyone a little bit about yourself, talk a little bit about your own story, your business, how you got started. Um, and then we'll roll from there. Yay. Well, thanks for having me, Courtney. I'm really excited for this conversation. And I mean, such a good question. So my business started, well, which one? Because there's so many. But I know, first... it's just like what we were talking about earlier, how our, the evolution of businesses and how much they changed throughout their years. It's like this dance we do, like we pivot, pivot. But my first, I would say, online business, I was actually a health coach. And that's when, so Canva was very new to the scene, 2012, I think more well-known 2013. I was pregnant with my own son when Canva launched. And so I remember like bopping him at my kitchen table (laughs) and, you know, doing my Canva designs Mm -hmm. because finally we had this tool as business owners to create graphics and things for our businesses and not send it away to a designer and the designer sends it back. And then you're like, oh, wait, I'm already onto the next thing. So, you know, when Canva came, it was like revolutionary for us. So that was my first business. And then I had people enroll in my first program, which is eating for energy for moms, because Mm -hmm. that was my world then. And then those members who were in my course, they're like, create something where you take us through your home and how you organize it and how you put your pantry together. And I was like, what? But it's funny how people always look in and see things in yourself that you can't do. And so I did that. And then they're like, okay, tell me about the graphics. Tell me about the branding. How can we do what you do with Canva? And so the rest is a history because then I created the Canva template shop, um, the first of its kind to bring like business templates to business owners. And I was like, wait, I'm creating the same graphics over and over. And I have these templates for my email replies and in my business. Why am I not creating templates for me and for my clients? And so that's what I started doing. Mm -hmm. And I was even flown just before COVID 2019 to Canvas headquarters in Sydney to help them. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I didn't even know that. That's incredible. (laughs) Yes. And so I worked with this small team, which is so amazing. And they were like, okay, we want a Canva marketplace. Tell us everything that you know. How do you create your products? Why did you create your products? How do you deliver them? And at the time we have like Etsy, we have creative market. And so Canva's like, wait a minute, we have all of these people creating these amazing Canva templates. Why are we keeping it separate? And so they've brought some of that and now they've got Canva creators 
where people who are subscribed to Canva can use those templates for free, but then the Canva creators get paid by Canva. So that's really brilliant and amazing. And from there, I noticed that the people who come into our business, our design agency and hire us, the one thing they all had in common was coming to me to help them map out like their passive income streams. And so that's what I just love doing. You know, it became less about the design and it became more about how can we stop having you trade your time for money. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of them are also like moms. So they were like, I love what I do, but I also love my baby. And I love my life and I love to travel and I want to RV and I want to do all these things. Um, So how can I set up so that I'm still serving my clients but I'm not physically there. So that's where we started pivoting from Nicolette Styles into the passive income agency. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. And that's just so true. Like I mentioned of what we were talking about, just like, I've talked about this before, uh, just even with my own business, how much it's changed and evolved over time based on either the needs in my life and, or a need that I'm seeing in my business or something that I'm like, man, I have a lot of clients inquiring about this. And this is something that we really haven't, you know, offered before or done before, but I'm just really seeing the need. Um, and that's even something that we're in the process of doing right now is we're getting ready to open a second business. And it's because we saw a need like bridging the gap for our clients and what is their currently need to serve them. Um, and so I think just, it's amazing that you're not only noticing it, but you're doing something about it, right? You're actually executing, which I think that's the hard part. That's, you know, we can always have the vision and the ideas with actual execution of those things is I think what holds people back a lot of the time. So it's refreshing to see somebody that's like, Oh, Hey, like this was a need. And I just jumped on it and I did it. And that's, yes. what it yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, like I changed the website over slowly. And now again, we've gone through like the, this new brand vision and I'm like, okay, well now we have to update the copy again. Yep. And that's okay. I mean, eventually there's a, there's a bit of a disconnect on like the social media versus the website, but now it's like, okay, now we get to change it again. And it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, It makes it fun. mm, Absolutely. And it's, and that's the key. Like, okay, if this feels daunting and heavy one, how can we make it fun? Two, where are we putting pressure on ourselves that doesn't need to be there? And three, who can we outsource it to? Because there's probably team members who are like, give it to me. That's my thing. And you're like, okay, well, this is not my zone of genius. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that because I mean, it really truly is. I, I'm also pretty bad about that as like, whenever we're getting stressed and we're like overwhelming ourselves, or we've got a lot of things going on. I'm like, okay, why? are we putting this much pressure on ourselves? Does this stuff have to happen right now? Can we bench it? Can we move it? And that's, what's great about it. And sometimes I think we forget that it's like, okay, to like move stuff around. That's why we started our own business. One of the reasons is we get to be, you know, the person in charge, right? We get to have the say so. And when things happen. So I think, yeah, I think that's awesome. And the deadlines that we put on ourselves and the pressure, we know we are in charge of our schedule so we can move it. Yep. And we, yeah, just got to remind ourselves of that sometimes. (laughs) And nobody knows we're in the back of the business. Nobody knows this was the launch Uh date. This Uh was the due date. They're just like, okay, cool. She's doing this. Oh, wow. Now they're doing that. And so, you know, it's just like remove the pressure for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, one of our favorite parts when we did your ClickUp setup and worked with you and your team um, was also just, you know, how willing and patient you guys were about learning ClickUp. Um, You all were so sweet to work with, and it was so exciting to watch things click for you guys along the way, you know, like those light bulb moments. That's probably one of my favorite things about working with our clients and ClickUp. And I know that you all were previously working in Asana um, before switching over to ClickUp. So I'm curious 
curious, what was the moment that you guys decided that you needed, you know, more support in your business? And what were you really hoping for from making that switch from Asana over to ClickUp for your business? So when we initially spoke, which is, we said almost a year ago. Yeah, almost a year ago we're now. really in that space of splitting up Nicolette Styles, which has now become the Passive Income Agency and the Canva Template Shop, because we realized that these are just two different brands. Right. And um, I knew I could see where I was heading, but at the same time, like the Canva Template Shop's my baby, right? I've created this and, and you know, it's inspired so many other businesses to use that for passive income. So it's, it is a part of us. And so we used Asana, we've loved Asana, we've helped our clients get into Asana. We do systems, it's our thing. But I felt like Asana was getting to the point where it didn't meet our needs. And I could sense that my business was going to be growing. And I felt like we were spending a lot of time looking for information, losing time. Things had lots of duplicate places. And it just wasn't as streamlined as I wanted it to be. And I I felt like it became messy with the two businesses in terms of what should live where, how is this working? How are we running meetings? Uh, we need to update SOPs. What does that even look like? And it just, I felt like it became a little frustrating and overwhelming. And I was like, I don't think this is going to support where the growth that's going to happen. So yeah. that's one of the main reasons we decided to talk to you about ClickUp and if it was the right move for us. Yeah. And I'm glad that you mentioned that too, because I think that was like, I think that's a pain point that a lot of people end up having with Asana. We personally used to use Asana um, and it served us well for a period of time. I think it just kind of gets to the point where once you get to a certain threshold in your business, you kind of outgrow it, if that makes sense. What I think one thing is like the difference is the hierarchy in ClickUp. You've got one extra level of hierarchy that allows you to organize um, things within your setup a little bit more strategically than you were able to in Asana. Um, and ClickUp is just more robust, right? I mean, just in general, there are more features and ways that you can filter and group information within ClickUp that makes it easier for you to keep things organized um, and for you to be able to manipulate that information based on different team members' learning styles, so to speak. So for example, some people may be more visual and some people may need more lists and you have the ability to toggle, which I know Asana has released some of those things, you know, since we have switched, but um, that was really one of the, the big things that we noticed too for ourselves before we had made the switch, you know, I think four years ago now, you know, was we were just starting to outgrow it really. 100%. And even though Asana has the search, I'm still able to bring up things so much easier and click up yeah. than I could in Asana. And another thing like, yes, there's the calendar view and the board view and the list view and team members can view the way that it makes sense for how, you know, they need to see their to-do lists, but there's also the time tracking in there. And I know that yeah. Asana has that, but it's just a lot more robust inside of ClickUp. I think the idea of being able to keep everything in your business in Asana is there, but still it didn't function as smoothly for us. And there's also the docs piece. Which and is a game changer and amazing. Yes. <laughs> and then for people who are like, I'm not, I don't want to switch out of Google Docs, it's mm -hmm. totally fine because you can embed, but then it's yeah. still all in ClickUp. Yeah, we've actually, I think for our team at this point, we've migrated pretty much everything from Google Docs into ClickUp. And we still have things, some small things in Google Docs, but 
you know, we're all about having a lean system and like the less platforms and things that you have to go in, the better it makes it easier for you and team and clients. And so if we can have everything in one spot, like you mentioned, even if it's us having to embed it, um, and click up, if a client still wants to stay in a Google doc, that's fine, but it's allowed it to be more streamlined, so to speak, um, for team and for clients. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, you know, I know that since, you know, we have completed your setup, um, we just mentioned it's been almost about eight months that your business has made that shift to passive income Academy. So how has it been adapting your click up with your business pivot since things have changed a little bit since we worked with you? Did you find it pretty easy? Did it flow pretty well? Did you have any hiccups or road bumps? How was that process for you guys? Um, if anybody else maybe is in the same position where their business is pivoting and they have to pivot their systems with it, so to speak. So, so far it's actually been really easy because everything is so easy to replicate. So we are actually like creating a whole new course under the Canva template shop. And we're like, okay, well, we already have this all mapped out. So we just duplicate it right. and then change the things. And the whole team is already familiar with how, you know, that specific space works. Right. And so, so far it's been really easy once we wrapped our heads around how it works Mm -hmm. and where to find the information so far, we haven't had to change anything that you've set up. That's amazing. So it's been, I mean, pretty evergreen then, I guess, for, for how we've, yes. Yeah. And I mean, in Asana, we were constantly being like, we can do this better. We need to change this. Let's Mm -hmm. wait a minute. We're overthinking this. We're making this more difficult. So yes for you, like saying you want things to be lean it definitely feels like it's lean. Yeah. Good. I, I love hearing that. And, you know, we, we really love how, you know, to every ClickUp setup, it's unique to each business. And it truly is, you know, a lot of fun getting to see the differences between each setup. And I'm curious to know what are some of your favorite parts or features so far about using ClickUp? I know you've mentioned a couple of the features, but what would you say are your favorite functions so far from ClickUp, maybe comparatively to Asana? Definitely the search function. <laughs> yeah. But then also, like I said, just because we have two businesses, it's really easy to toggle between, but also see the overview of the team and mm-hmm. who's working on what and labeling things and having that bird's eye view, but then also being able to zoom in and see things more clearly. Yeah. I feel like everything is also like you can go to like your notifications and everything as a filter. So you mm-hmm. can really choose what it is that you want to see at that moment. Yep. Um, versus like, I don't feel like that worked as well in Asana or yeah, I was still being like, okay, where's this person's name? So I can click on it. So I can kind of see what they're working on. Mm -hmm. And then what's great is we can see by list, we can see by calendar. I can see when a team member is overprescribed or when they've got space in their calendar. Um, so that's one of my favorite things. And then we've started playing in dashboards too, which is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to choose because I just really love how all of it works. I know that question's so hard for me because it's it's like (laughs) asking me, it's like asking me what my favorite food is, which is almost impossible for me to answer because (laughs) I love all food. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) There's so many different things about ClickUp that I love and and different reasons why I love it, depending on what I'm needing it to serve for my business. Right. So, um, it, it, it is, it is an amazing tool. Hey there, quick interruption. So having an online business also means promoting and accepting payments for products, subscriptions, and services. And if you're like me, you want something simple and efficient to help you out with this. That's why I use Thrivecart in my business. Thrivecart is more than just a shopping cart platform. It allows you to set up payment plans, recurring subscriptions, coupon codes, and even affiliate programs for your products and services. Thrivecart has saved me so much time and stress in my business when it comes to payment. All you have to do is go 
go to the link below in the show notes and sign up to get started. Alrighty, now let's get back to the show. You know, I think, especially you know, with you, even it was a great example because I think when we want to talk about all sides of ClickUp, um, there was a little hesitancy when you originally reached out to me, you were a little, for sure, if you wanted to move over to ClickUp, there was a little resistance. And, um, you know, I think sometimes with either current clients or potential clients that they do feel that hesitancy, you know, ClickUp does have a lot of features. It's more robust. And a lot of the times when people first get in there by themselves, um, there is a level of overwhelm, right? It, there's a lot of change. It's different than what they're currently in. So what was the learning curve? like with ClickUp for you and your team to get acclimated? And what advice would you give someone who is on the fence about diving into ClickUp um, because of that, you know, quote unquote intimidation factor, so to speak? Yes. So initially with ClickUp, I think you're overwhelmed because you notice how much it can do. But I think for us, we were just like, we started using it the way that we did with Asana. So because that's how we were used to using it. But then the things that frustrated us with the sun and we started incorporating, like being able to like really go in and say, this person's responsible for this task and really like the deeper, you know, segments that you can do. And I think this is what was great about hiring your team versus doing it yourself. It's so easy, I think, for us when we just stand outside of someone's business looking in. And that's why I also wanted to work with you is because when you're in your business, you don't see how you can do it better. And so when you hire someone looking in, it's almost like, oh, my gosh, they see, you know, where things are maybe not as streamlined or as smooth as they can be. And so that's really helpful. So you get that expertise. And it's always so great to be right outside because you just see things from a different perspective, right? And so that was really helpful because I think we cleaned up a lot of things that wasn't necessary and wasn't just working for us before. A big Mm -hmm. thing for us was our editorial calendar because everything was together Mm -hmm. in Asana and we were trying to split it up, but then toggling between the editorial for the Canva template shop versus Nicolette style just became so complicated. And then we created them separately and Mm -hmm. click up, but they're also on a master content calendar. Mm -hmm. So we can see, okay, what's happening with all of it together. So for us, Mm -hmm. it was just going through like your step-by-step trainings. Like your team really did a good job of explaining how and why you brought things over and also what you felt was missing and that we needed Mm -hmm. to work on. And so I think it took us like a month, Mm -hmm. month and a half before we were up to speed, but then it became faster. And I mean, I don't think now, like sometimes I'll use Asana for smaller projects with clients. If I'm like, they're going to be too overwhelmed with ClickUp Mm -hmm. and the board is so much simpler, Mm -hmm. but we, yeah, I don't think you can get us away from ClickUp anytime soon. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think anything's going to come out for us either. That would ever sway us from our, our trusty ClickUp. But I think, you know, it's true with any platform is whenever you switch platforms, it takes time to get used to it, right? Like we just had a team meeting um, before this recording and we were talking about, we have a couple of new hires on our team and they're just now getting their hands into ClickUp and just talking about how it takes just getting your hands dirty a little bit, right? Like getting in, using it, playing around with it and getting used to it. And just like with, you know, building a habit in your personal life, right? It just takes consistency and doing it on a regular basis, um, you know, to get used to it because because it is something new. Um, and like you said, it is robust and has a lot of features and, and that can be overwhelming, but, and that's also to say, you know, just because there are 
a lot of features doesn't mean you have to use all of them, right? Like you, I'm sure you guys aren't using every single little feature that ClickUp has to offer. Yeah. There's a million and one ways or features to use. And there's, I mean, we don't even, you know, at this point. So yeah. And it, it's fun because we noticed different things. Every team member would be like, oh, I'm doing this. I don't know if you've seen this feature. And then we'd be like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I was wondering how to do that. And you were asking too about the overwhelm. And I think, you know, it is overwhelming switching to a whole new system, but we were overwhelmed anyway. You know, we were overwhelmed with like, this needs to change. Where does this live? Oh my gosh. Like just maybe frustrated too with the system not working anymore. Not that it was a terrible system, but I don't think that it allowed for the growth. And so I think you just have to ask yourself that question is like, you're spending time anyway. So you might as well spend the time to learn something that's actually going to improve the quality of your business and your team's productivity in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. And work environment too. Right. And that's the thing too, is a lot of the times if you're feeling that overwhelm, your team probably is too. Like if you're working in a chaotic environment and that becomes stressful, especially like for myself, I'm pretty type a. And like, when I start my work day, I want to know what I'm doing or why I'm doing it and, and kind of understand everything full circle. And when things are messy and chaotic, that becomes a stressful environment for me too. Right. And team doesn't thrive well when it becomes that type of an environment. And so even from this perspective of just like creating a good culture and environment for your team, you know, like you just mentioned, you guys were overwhelmed anyways. And, you know, sometimes we'll have clients that are maybe a little hesitant, um, to switch just because they're nervous, how their team will take the change. You know, it's going to be harder for some people than others, but I think you just phrased it absolutely perfectly as like, you're overwhelmed anyways. And it's kind of choosing your overwhelm. There's, what is that? Um, is it like a meme or something that goes around? It's like, choose your heart, right? You know, maybe if it's taking care of your body, right. Is it's hard to be, you know, maybe have a health problem and it's hard to exercise, you know, choose your heart. Right. And I think that's like, you just literally phrased it more perfectly than I could have. So that was, I love that you just said that because it is so, so true that you're probably overwhelmed anyways. And it's, you know, it's choosing your overwhelm and what's the end goal. And, and how is that overwhelm getting you to, um, the next step in your business? Because probably in the instance, like you said, with Asana, you're kind of just wheel spinning like a hamster wheel, like over and over again, the overwhelm's not going anywhere. Whereas like, if you're making that transition and you're overwhelmed, at least there's a light yes. at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. Absolutely. And also like at the time, uh, my business manager came back from maternity leave and I was so nervous to tell her because my VA and I were like, we're doing this thing. Yeah. And um, she spent so much time, you know, like hearing about my frustrations of Asana and helping me streamline. And it's funny because it's something we did for our clients, but I felt like their businesses were so much simpler. So it worked. And so when she came back, yeah. she was like, what? We're switching. Like I dumped this big uh, yeah. thing in her lap. And she thought I wanted her to move us over. But I'm like, no, no, no. We have, you know, we hired Courtney and her team. It's amazing. And it was a week and a half later. She was like, okay, I was skeptical. I was like, what are you doing, Nicolette? But I love it now. And then she was the one showing us around and then being like, so I was thinking this and we could improve this. And this might make more sense for your brain, Nicolette. And this might make more sense for Jane's brain. So it was interesting how quickly she picked Mm -hmm. it up. And so I think a lot of the time we make something more overwhelming in our mind until we actually just make the time to be like, okay, let me walk myself through and kind of get the lay of the land. And then you're like, like you say, it clicks and you're like, okay, I get it now. I see. Yeah. 
Yeah. This makes sense. Yeah. And what you just mentioned is is something that I've really enjoyed is seeing how my team gets creative with ClickUp and what they start to figure out and how they use it. Because um, obviously like this is what we do for our service. It's our business. It revolves around this, but even for how, whether it's setting something up for a client or for us internally, it's so fun to see what different scenarios or, or things that my team has built out in ClickUp when they're presented with a problem, you know, like, Hey, here's our pain point, or here's what we're, we're really trying to have. We're having a hard time on our business and the solutions that the team brings to the table. It's so fun to get to see like how each person presents a different solution and, and how ClickUp fosters that because of how you are able to manipulate and customize different things within the space, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. And I feel like I was like, Oh my gosh, we're really having your work cut out for you because I felt like we were really complicated (laughs) and like your team was always like okay let us think about it and they would come and present options Mm -hmm. and be like you can do this or you can do Mm -hmm. this and like just like getting really excited about how we could solve you know yeah it's like a puzzle you know it it really is like it's a puzzle for us and it's so fun I always tell whenever I have discovery calls with potential new clients Um, a lot of the times they'll feel embarrassed about how, you know, quote unquote messy their systems are or how all over the place or chaotic things are. And I always tell them the messier, the better it's more fun for us. You know, when it's messy, I kind of like refer to it, um, like HGTV, like a flipping houses episode, right? Like the more (laughs) run down the house and the more messy it is the more fun it is for us to really get to see like that before and after, right? Like that's the fun piece for us and in the puzzle piecing and how can we, you know, be strategic and piecing things together, like from this into this and seeing that evolution of how we get to get it cleaned up. That's I think our favorite part of it. So every time I'm like, rest assured, like it does not matter how messy your systems are. That's our favorite part. So (laughs) I love that. Well, that made me think of a question. So something that was hard for me when we onboarded was, yeah, you're seeing everything. Like you're signing in with my login. It's not a team login. It's not like inviting someone. It's like relinquishing control and just being like, here's here it is everything. (laughs) What I'm doing right, what I'm probably doing wrong. Like you see everything. But then it's like, oh, I'm not dealing with this on my own anymore. It's now shared and someone can be like, okay, cool. This is our solution. And that feels really good too. So do you ever feel like you have clients coming in and struggling with that? Like sharing everything? You know, you would think that it would happen more often than it does, but we truly honestly have not had, I would say an instance, maybe one or two where somebody felt, you know, uncomfortable letting us see those things. I think at that point, when people are coming to us, I think they're more overwhelmed and stressed out about their current situation that they're to the point they're like, help like SOS, like we're raising the white flag, help us however you can. And, you know, we obviously do put precautionary things in place when it comes to stuff like that, you know, signing NDAs or, you know, whatever is necessary for the client for them to feel comfortable because we're here to help, right? We want you guys to feel more comfortable. And we always do have a little pretext to the conversation as far as, you know, Hey, here's some options. Like maybe when it comes to passwords or maybe financials, maybe somebody doesn't want us to see financials. We always give that option of like, Hey, we do have, um, if it's something that they don't want us to see, 
we'll go ahead and give you a couple of options and how you could potentially structure this without us seeing like the specifics, if that makes sense, give them some ideas. So if they want to take it and run with it afterwards, they're welcome to, but we really haven't honestly had, had that be an issue, um, in the past. It's not to say that it wouldn't happen. Cause I mean, some people are more private or don't want to share things like that. And I completely understand that. And so it's just us to making sure that we're doing our due diligence to making sure we're providing as many resources as we can that if, and when that's something that they would like to tackle themselves that they can, or if they ever want to come back and we can, you know, help that way too, that's always possible. So, yeah, I think for me, I was like, if I don't show you everything, then you're not going to be able to help me as efficiently. Yeah, exactly. I know that I need the help, you know, and that I know you can do. So I think that's what really helped. And yes, you're right. Like you're at the point where you're so overwhelmed where you're just like, here's everything. Please help me make sense of it and do it better because I don't want to like, you don't want to spend your valuable time inside of your project management system, looking for things, searching for things, duplicating things. Like I say to people too, like have folders, like even in your Canva, because Mm -hmm. you keep uploading the same photos and starting a new design. And so with a little bit of structure, you know, you can just save yourself a lot of time. And every five, even five seconds that we spent looking for something, your brain is always like, what was I doing again? Yes. Why am I here? Oh, let me go check email. Let me go do this. And yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, I never circled back to the thing I was actually set out to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And I, I'm, I'm just so glad that everything, you know, has turned out so well for you guys. Like even with making the transition in your business and those pivots and changes that the setup has still supported you all. And so to wrap up with the final question, before we dive into our rapid fire questions is what was your favorite part about working with the team? So the team is very good at setting you at ease, but also like they really, I felt like they came in, cared a lot about my business and my team. Yeah. It was a really good experience for us for sure. Good. And just being like your team got back to us really quickly. And I feel like there was nothing too big that we can throw their way that there wasn't like, Oh, well, actually we can't, that's impossible. We have no (laughs) idea how to help you. You're on your own, you know, like, like they were just open and willing to help us no matter what it was. So that felt really good. Like it really felt like we had an addition to our team, you know, like someone who cared as much about my business and its success as I do. So that felt really good too. I love that you said that because that's my favorite thing about working with my team too, is, is, is that they really are just so invested with the business. You know, I'm a lot of the times in this space, um, you know, especially when you work with contractors, like sometimes you have high turnover or you feel like you have team members that are just, you know, there to check off boxes, so to speak. And I have absolutely never felt that way with my team. They have been absolutely incredible and just so invested in the long-term success of the company. And so for that to be felt and transitioned over to you guys and our clients too, that makes me really, really happy (laughs) that you guys felt that way. So I'm so happy to hear that. I think too, like, I think you can take some credit for that too, because that means that you're a really good leader for them too. And (laughs) you're sharing your vision for your business with them and that gets them as excited about it too. So thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate it. And we loved working with you guys. Um, You guys were a really, really fun project and we're just glad, you know, like I said, everything's worked out. So if anybody is interested in working with you, uh, how can they get in touch with you? If they just have some questions, what's the best? way for people to get in touch yeah so the best place is probably instagram so the passive income agency okay then you can also go to 
It's at the moment it's neglectstyles.com, but it will be the passive income agency. But yeah, okay. I feel like Instagram is definitely the best way to go to reach out to us. Okay. We're pretty responsive on there. Perfect. Awesome. And for everybody listening, we'll make sure to link everything in the show notes. So you guys have access to it. Um, and then we will go ahead and dive into your rapid fire question. Okay. okay. Are you ready? <laughs> so our first rapid fire question, and I will ask this because I told you this was one of my hardest questions to answer is what is your favorite meal? This is so hard. I know. I will say, like, there's a restaurant here called North Italia, uh-huh. and it's like this healthy farm table meets Italian. Ooh. So I would say that's probably my favorite food. But I, I study food, food science and nutrition is what my degree is. So I love food. I love juicing, but I also mm-hmm. love like, oh uh, yeah, I could, I could eat pasta one day. Mm-hmm. I could be like healthy another day. But I yes. do like fresh ingredients. Mm-hmm. So food is like one of my love languages. So I, that's what I tell my sure. husband. My husband always makes fun of me. Cause if I'm ever crabby, he's like, do we need to go like, go eat something? Like, are we oh, hungry? <laughs> yeah. Like nine times out of 10. I'm like, Oh my God, you're right. I am hungry. That's exactly what I needed, <laughs> but I'm the same way. That's why that, that question is so hard for me because I, I love any and all kinds of food. So I'm yeah, right there with like, you. Philip would be like Nikki before eating. Yes. So like depressed Nikki after eating is like, yay! yes, he, he, he knows now he knows that's the solution. Nine times out of 10 is like it's food. Um, okay. What is your dream travel location? Oh, I, for our honeymoon, we went to Bali, which we loved. Mm-hmm. We want to go back there. I've heard it's changed a lot. So beachy, mm-hmm. but then also see, I have a hard time choosing is we have this like big Europe trip plan uh-huh. where we're going to go to Italy because you yeah. have Italian. Food. Yes. You're going to go to Greece, to. you're going to go to France, you're going to Portugal where um, my husband has family roots there. And then I have family roots in Belgium. Mm-hmm. So we just want to go with Kyle, our son, and just go and experience and explore. A big Europe trip. Yeah. Ago. Have you ever been to Switzerland? Not yet. Oh, you should add it to your list if you can squeeze it in. My aunt lives there and it's one of my, it's, it is my favorite country or it's right above Italy for me, but Switzerland's one of my favorite places that I've been to in Europe. Oh, it's absolutely it beautiful. Was- it's like a postcard yeah. everywhere that you go. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in Colorado, there's a place called URA. They call it America, Switzerland. Uh-huh. And it so stunning. We went there in May, June, and there was still a little bit of snow, but everything was starting to get really lush and waterfalls and it's so stunning. And I was like, if this is what Ure looks like, mm-hmm. I definitely want to go to Switzerland. Okay. So it's called Ure. Where is it? Ure. What's it close to? What is it close to? No, I'm not going to guess, yeah. but I would say kind of like Durango okay. or like that area. Yeah. Okay. I know where Durango is. I have family in Durango. So that's yeah. awesome. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'll have to look into that because my husband oh, is also, funny. he's European. Um, and so maybe we'll get him somewhere that maybe feels a little bit like home for him. That's stateside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Perfect. And then what did you want to be when you grew up? When you were, I want to be an actress. <laughs> that was, that's was on my list. I'm going to admit something really embarrassing on my podcast that I really probably will regret. Um, so normally, you know, I, I wanted to be Indiana Jones. That was like one of my top things that I wanted to be when I was little, an archeologist, but when the Harry Potter movies came out, I was like, oh my gosh, I was meant to be Hermione, like in these Harry Potter movies. Like that's my destiny. I was supposed to be her. And my, I kid you not, my mom has, they're on old VHS tapes of me. I had set up a camcorder in our living room, reciting lines from the Harry Potter books and a British accent 
that I was dead set and determined to send to the directors of the Harry Potter movies because I wanted to be Hermione so bad. I had the big poofy, like wavy hair. I'm like, it was me. That's who at this book, I was supposed to be her. Um, so I, I had that had a little as dead set to be not an actress in general, but it was a specific role that I was meant to play, <laughs> but that clearly didn't work out for me very well. <laughs> That's awesome. <sighs> um, it's so fun to like tune into our younger selves to see like what we wanted to be. Yeah, exactly. Well, Nicolette, it was such a good episode and just like getting caught up with you. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come and chat with us. Um, and like I said, to everybody listening, we will link everything for you guys to get in touch with Nicolette if you're interested. And like I said, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. And thank you for making my project management dreams come true. You're so welcome. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> awesome. Well, everybody else, we will see you guys on our next episode. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Elevate Effect podcast. If you liked what you heard, share the episode with your best friend, team member, or even your dog. If you have a minute, leave a review below or DM me on Instagram to let me know what you want to hear on the podcast next. Thanks again, and I can't wait to see you next week.